Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Create Your Life series, where we help you maximize your potential and results in the area of personal development, entrepreneurship, and travel. And I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. Create your life. Create ta propre vie. Create your life. Create your life. Create la tua vita. Create your life. Don't skip your liver. You better create your life. <laughs> create your life. Create la vie. Create your life. Create your life. Beautiful people, happy Sunday. Welcome to the Create Your Life series. I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown, and it is a an amazing day. It's been an amazing week, actually. Uh, after we wrapped up last week with our interview with Dr. Raphael Moffitt, and he talked about his uh, his cancer journey and, and uh, staying true to his faith and things like that, I had the opportunity to go to Columbus, Ohio, and give a presentation for the Ohio Reach um, organization. That was an amazing uh, presentation that I had the opportunity to do. I spoke to about 300 people there, over 250 youth and maybe about 50 adults. And I came up with, with a slogan, two ears, two feet, and belief. And the two ears stand for listening because it's always important for us to to listen to those who might have uh, some insight on life for us or listen to those who can teach us life shortcuts. And to also, our two feet represent the action that we can take in order to get to our goals. And the belief is uh, the most important because with that belief, then we're actually able to achieve uh, anything because as we all know, sometimes people might not see our vision and that's all right. But, you know, we turn non-believers into believers and we also build our confidence by doing what we say that we're going to do. So it's very important for us to understand that. Now, today's episode is actually us concluding the 10 pillars of defining and achieving your success. And as you know, we've already went through uh, one through six in previous episodes. And those six were uh, number one, to be yourself. Number two, to be clear. Uh, Number three, to visualize. Four, to research. Five, to plan backwards. And six, to set your goals. And so that being said, we have to now finish this off. And so we have pillars seven through 10. And defining and achieving your own version of success is important because we are creating our lives. And it's very important for us to, to make sure that whatever it is that we're doing, how we're spending our time, how we're living out our years and our time on earth, we should definitely be doing it in a manner that's going to satisfy us and make us happy. So when we look back on our life and basically our body of work and what we've contributed to the human race, that is something that was in alignment with who we are and what it is that we wanted to do with our life, not what somebody else planned. So the pillars seven to 10 that we're going to be covering today are going to be number seven, to have thick skin. Number two, of course, to be consistent. Number nine, which is one of my favorites, is being on time. And number 10, which is very, very important, is sharpening, making sure that we're always getting better. So let's jump right into it. Pillar number seven is having thick skin. And I believe this is very important because if you're going to soar to new heights, 
You know, you're definitely going to encounter challenges or naysayers at any point in your journey. And they may be people who you love, you don't know, gatekeepers, or even obstacles that you did not even uh, anticipate. And so for me, when I think about having thick skin, I always revert back to when I moved to New York City. You know, I moved to New York. I felt like my situation was good when I initially got here. My God, mom... She had uh, paid for an apartment for two months for me, told me, hey, Kevin, all you need to do is find you a job and be able to pay your rent. I mean, this rent was very cheap. Uh, and it was I was staying right on 119th and Lenox. I drove up from Atlanta and I got here. And lo and behold, I knew that the next day I literally got dressed, put on a suit, had my resume printed. And I went and I went from store to store, from restaurant, from place to place even submitting resumes via Craigslist, submitting resumes via temp agencies, all of these different places to try to find a job. And I literally did this every single day. I mean, I was up at about five in the morning working out and then I would meditate, scope out the places that I wanted to to go visit for that day. And I would literally go and I call it beating the street. I would beat the street in order to find a job. And after about two months, I could not find a job, did not find a job. And it was interesting because I was going into places and they were saying, hey, you're overqualified for this job or we're not hiring right now. And, you know, there were all these different challenges or reasonings for me not being able to gain employment. And so that's a part of that thick skin is that even though I couldn't get, reach my goal right then in that moment, I was still uh, diligent about finding a job because there was no way that I was going back home. You know, I was here to stay. So that's where that thick skin came into play. And then I eventually, after about three months, you know, I couldn't pay my rent for the third month. So I had to move out of the apartment. And so I began to sleep on the train and on the on friends' couches and floors. And, you know, so I remember one day waking up and I had a, a job interview. I had, you know, my suit pants were in Brooklyn. My belt was in Queens and my suit jacket and shirt were with me in Harlem. And so I had to go and round all of that stuff up in order to get to this interview. And so it was just, a, it was a character building experience is what I would call it. But I eventually got a job and I got a job being a janitor at a school here in, here in Harlem. And when I got that job, it was kind of like a, a wow. You know, I graduated in the top 10% of my business class in college and I really wanted to, you know, get this this high job in fashion or, you know, with MTV. I was just coming off of, you know, hosting a show for MTV, came to New York to become a host. A host. And lo and behold, here I am. I'm a janitor. And so the day-to-day of being a janitor, you know, we have, uh, you know, it depends on how certain people are, but I had teachers talking down to me and, you know, students treating me a certain type of way because of my occupation. And so making it through that process on a day-to-day basis mentally You know, that was definitely, that took thick skin. And I knew that there was an end goal in mind, you know, that this would have to come to a head because I I needed to evolve and that I was going to do whatever it took to do that. And so over and over, you know, day after day, I had to tell myself, you can do this. You will make it through this. This is just a season. And day after day, I had to continue to go in there and do what was necessary in order to survive and sustain. And so I did that job for about a year before I was able to to move out of it. And, you know, that's just one of the experiences that I have about, you know, having thick skin. And I would say for you, you know, there's definitely, there's multiple ways to be equipped to have thick skin in order to endure the different situations that you have or the different situations that you experience. And I just want to give you um, four. 
you know, and the, the first one being that you should take things with a grain of salt. You know, in other words, meaning don't take everything personal. You know, sometimes you have to disengage your ego from conversations or from circumstances um, so that it can help you lead and communicate more effectively. So obviously I had to understand that, you know, my occupation did not um, dictate my altitude while I was uh, as a janitor. You know, so there this was where I was at right now, but was not where I was going to stop. And, you know, sometimes it might be helpful for someone uh, to create an alter ego. So, you know, when you're engaging in, you know, uh, sales, when you're engaging in conversations and, you know, ob- other obstacles, you know, it's very important not to take these things personal, personally. And so you would say to yourself, okay, they're not talking to Kevin or they're not, you know, talking to Sharice. They're not talking to me exactly. They're talking to this other person. So now you're not emotionally attached to what it is that's happening. And that's actually how I made it through. You know, I understood who I was. And though I didn't appreciate some of the language and the way that I was spoken to, I just let it roll off my shoulder because I knew where I was headed. And I was uh, very, I was very uh, determined and convinced that you know, I might be here for a year or two, but you're, this person is going to be here for maybe the next 10 or 20. And so I knew that at some point the table was going to turn and that I was definitely going to be uh, moving to new heights. And so number three, I would say is uh, don't expect people to read your mind or to know where you're at mentally or in life. You know, the root of taking things personally is the expectation that people should know or do certain things. Uh, but, you know, reality may not actually meet that. And number four, I would say is practice and pride yourself on being able to recognize hurtful or frustrating responses from, from your friends, family, uh, people who are, are stakeholders in what it is that you're doing, or even potential stakeholders. You know, sometimes uh, people give you responses and they make you feel, um, they make you feel a certain type of way with their, with, you know, with their comments and things like that. But you have to step Outside of that, out of those those uh, comments or those actions, you have to say, hey, you know what? Is this in my best interest to engage and be upset about this? Or is this in my best interest to even entertain this? You know, because at the end of the day, if w- someone's actions or their words are not in alignment with what it is that you're trying to accomplish, then they shouldn't even be a part of your life or shouldn't even be around you because, you know, we're trying to sharpen, we're trying to get better, we're trying to create our lives. You know, and other thing is sometimes people, they want to put their limitations on you because they don't have the tenacity to do what it is that you are doing. So I feel that it's super important to understand that, you know, feelings um, and that uh, business, you know, is, is personal, you know, and that we see that today, you know, relationships are very important to any type of success. So however you're going to do it and whatever you're going to do before jumping to conclusions, you know, always be aware and ask questions, you know, to clarify what somebody else's actions, their inactions or inquiries, uh, where they're coming from. And therefore, you'll have a better understanding of how to react to things. And, you know, but only ask those questions when you feel like it's necessary. If somebody's just being negative or if somebody doesn't have your best interest at home, just, I mean, at heart, then just stay in observation of it. And you'll, it'll, it'll serve you better to remain quiet or to just continue doing what it is that you know is working for you. Um, and then the other thing is, like I said earlier, some people won't believe uh, believe in you or, you know, what it is that you're about. So you have to make them a believer. And, you know, following your own definition of success and goals, that's definitely going to require uh, thick skin. Pillar number eight is being consistent. Be consistent. And as I've read more and more bios and articles on successful people, this has been one of the biggest repeating themes. 
You have to be consistent. It's funny because in order to measure effectiveness of anything, it will have to be done consistently for some time. And that's the only way to, to really decide if it works or not. I mean, honestly, you know, how can we measure effectiveness if what we're measuring isn't performed over time? So I suggest giving any new habit, initiative, process, or even an organizational structure at least six months before judging whether or not it is successful or if it's a failure. You know, and it's, it's often minor tweaking um, that makes a difference versus major overhauls. And so the beautiful thing about consistency is that it also creates accountability. And, you know, speaking of accountability, I'll just talk about, you know, our show, you know, the process of the show to create your life series. You know, uh, Sharice and I, we have meetings twice a week at 6 p.m. And, you know, we therefore we know where we're supposed to be uh, for each day of the week that we meet. And of course, at what time? And if either of us misses the time or we need to make an adjustment, we have a benchmark basically to go off of. And if we see that there needs to be any adjustments, we can actually make those because we have something to go off of, you know, something that we consistently be doing. And so as a result of that, we used to meet in person twice per week. But due to uh, to experimenting and seeing what works and what doesn't work, we've actually learned that we can actually just do a phone call one day a week and meet in person to do in-person work another day. So we've actually been able to switch our process up because we've been able to measure the effectiveness and, you know, our schedules and things like that by what it is that we uh, have been doing. And so without consistency and accountability to our team uh, and you, our listeners, we would not have even been able to figure this out. And so I ask all of the Create Your Life series team to be accountable for their deliverables and goals, and they expect the same in return from my leadership. And so the simple fact that there is a time, is a set time to report on progress is often the catalyst that moves an initiative along to a successful end. According to Eric V. Hostclaw's uh, Inc.com article on consistency, uh, Power Success Rules, he says that consistency establishes your reputation. It also um, helps businesses to grow and require, in order for businesses to grow, it requires a track record of success. You know, you can't establish a track record if you are constantly shifting gears or trying new tactics. Consistency also makes you relevant because then you become a staple. Uh, and your employees and your customers need a predictable flow of information from you in order to help you maximize your vision and what it is that you're trying to achieve. So, of course, consistency, it actually maintains your message. And your team pays as much or more attention to what it is that you do uh, than what it is that you say. So consistency in your leadership serves as a model for how they will behave. And if you treat a meeting as unimportant, don't be surprised when you, when you find that they are doing the same uh, to fellow teammates or even customers, which definitely will overall affect your business or affect what it is that you're trying to achieve, you know, whether it be personal goals or professional. And so being consistent and having a day-to-day schedule has made my life a lot more easier and fun. And I've been doing it consistently operating off a day-to-day schedule for almost a year. And I've seen an increase in productivity, freedom, and income, all from having the same daily schedule. And that daily schedule, it actually takes a lot of the thinking process out of what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. And so, you know, that waking up at 6 a.m., doing my prayer and meditation, and then moving over 
uh, into my workout from 6.30 to 7.30 and then on to, you know, uh, showering, eating breakfast at a certain time and into my admin. I mean, literally having a day planned out allows me to even make adjustments uh, when things pop up and I need to make um, and I need to figure out where I can put things or how I can schedule in an extra meeting and things like that. All of that comes from being consistent and having that day-to-day schedule. So I definitely encourage you. And I also post a, a copy of my day-to-day schedule on the Create Your Life series website so that you can have a, an opportunity to use it as a model in order to create your own, in order to, you know, to be consistent and have something to be accountable to. You know, when you think about the opposite end of the, of the spectrum and, you, you know, we're talking about business, um, you know, because, you know, we focus on entrepreneurship here at the Create Your Life series. And according to TruePerception.com's Five Keys to Consistency, the article says that inconsistencies in a business will undermine credibility, uh, foster confusion, break down trust, destroy a company's reputation and eventually put a company out of business. You know, but that consistency in the business, it creates that credibility, the foster uh, trust and reliability. It builds a clear and recognizable business image and brand, and it builds a good company reputation. It retains current clients, and it brings an abundance of referrals, uh, new businesses with less cost and longevity in business. So consistency, consistency, consistency. I can't stress to you how important it is. You know, and the bottom line is, is that you have to put in the time to be successful. If you want to see results, then you have to establish processes that will help you get to where you want to go. The only way to get the results you want is to do what it takes daily. It's not enough to have a vision or to say you want something or to do something in life. You know, and one of the other things about consistency is, is I don't think consistently, consistency just means that you forever do the same things and automatically you'll be successful. No, the reality is that our spaces, lives, industries are dynamic and they're always changing and we also are evolving. So consistency is more about learning and evolving, you know, through trial and error and also finding what works best for you to get to a particular goal or vision and doing those things repetitively. So in order to master something, you have to practice, you know, that 10,000 hours rule. And when you have a consistent routine and schedule, it allows you to focus on other things and be more productive. A quote from international motivational speaker and uh, my mentor, Les Brown. He says that if you want to think bad enough to go out and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time, your peace and sleep for it. If all that you dream and scheme is about it and life seems useless and worthless without it, if you gladly sweat for it and fret for it and plan for it, and lose all your terror of the opposition for it, if you simply go after that thing you want with all your capacity, strength and sagacity, faith, hope, and confidence, and stern pertinacity, if neither cold, poverty, famine, nor gout, sickness, nor pain of body and brain can keep you away from the thing that you want, if dogged and grim, you beseech and beset it, with the help of God, you will get it. So ladies and gentlemen, Keep your eye on the prize and be consistent. It's the 10 pillars of defining and achieving your success. And we are on number nine. Be on time. This is one of my favorite topics and one of the, I'm a stickler for detail. And this is one of the details that I definitely pay attention to. Um, You know, in her book, 
I, I feel like timing is everything, but in her book, A Summer Affair, Ellen Hildebrand actually pretty much sums it all up. She says, to be early is to be on time, and to be on time is to be late. To be late is to be forgotten. I'll say that again. To be early is to be on time, to be on time is to be late, and to be late is to be forgotten, or you can also say it's unacceptable. I have literally decided not to hire people because they have showed up to a meeting with me on time. Like, I'm so serious. Like, if you don't value other people's time, you know, time, it, then it's just super unprofessional. You know, time is the only resource that you cannot get back. And I mean, I literally needed a PR person for a project that I was working on. And I'm sitting there and I'm waiting on a young lady to come in. And, you know, she had been heavily, uh, highly recommended to me. And she literally showed in, showed up on time. No, she showed up actually maybe five minutes late and hadn't notified me or anything like that. And that, so I had to look at that as a microcosm of, you know, the respect that she had for my business and my project and also for herself. And so I couldn't hire, you know, so I... Attribute that, you know, some of that has to do with preparation. You know, being on time is largely uh, due to preparation. And so I came up with something called the nine P's. And the nine P's are proper preparation promotes a positive performance and a positive performance promotes progress. You know, either way, you know, showing up anywhere on time puts you at a disadvantage in the event that Murphy's Law has its way. You know, and in case you don't know what Murphy's Law is, Murphy's Law is that anything that can go wrong will go wrong. So in other words, if, you ha- if I have to be on 42nd Street in New York City for a meeting at 3 p.m., and I know that this is a 25 to 30-minute commute, if I leave my house at 2.30, anything can happen in that, in that time frame. There could be a train delay. You know, um, there might be a state of emergency going on outside that has nothing to do with me. And now I'm showing up to this place and I'm showing up there kind of flustered because I'm not in preparation or coming to the meeting from a place of power and organization. So what I would do personally is I would leave my house no later than 2 p.m., 2.10 at the latest, and I would have prepared for my meeting either the night before or perhaps in the morning. And when I'm saying the morning, 7 to 9 a.m., and this includes printing and securing all materials that I need. If... If you know anything about me, I'm usually 15 to 30 minutes early to everything. And in a rare event that I am not early or that I will be late, I'll call or text or even email a person I'm going to meet to let them know far in advance. As soon as I know, they know. And it's funny because I might text somebody and say, oh, I'm going to be late. And then I, I consider being late. Like if, if I have a meeting at six o'clock, I might show up at six o'clock. To me, that's late. So I let them know. I think I'm going I'm to be you know, behind. I'm ten, I'll be 10 minutes behind. My 10 minutes behind is me actually showing up on time. You know, and what to me, what this does is it tells that person that I respect them as a person and I respect their time. And after all, you know, as I said before, we can't replenish time. You can always get more money. You can always get more material things. You can meet new people. But the time you spend cannot be, got, cannot be gotten back. And so that's why it's important for you to spend your time wisely and to spend it with people who really... Uh, respect you and who have your best interest at heart. And so here are uh, four quick reasons why you should, you know, arrive early. You know, because if you plan to show up at the exact time of an appointment or a meeting, you know, it leaves no room for error, of course. Uh, 
because you want to be relaxed for the meeting or appointment. You know, running through the door stressed out because you were rushing, it doesn't reflect on you well. You walk in there and you look as if you don't have it together, which, you know, in many cases is the reason why people don't get hired or don't get opportunities is because they're not operating in a professional manner. So it's not just about dressing the way that you look, looking the part. It's about showing up and being uh, early and organized because then you can actually take care of, you know, any, th- any last minute things that the person who you're working with may need help with so that you guys can then better get uh, more results. And so number three, uh, make sure you're prepared for the meeting uh, or the appointment. And so arriving early, it definitely allows you to even go through your agenda or even create one if you didn't have a distinct one so that you know that you're getting your deliverables and things like that. And then number four is to avoid making up an excuse for being late. You know, I don't know about you, but I hate listening to excuses. And even worse, I hate making them. You know, and I know a poem called Excuses and I Live By. It's by an unknown author. But it goes, excuses are tools of incompetence, often used to build monuments and nothingness. And those who specialize in them are seldom capable of anything else. And so that being said, being on time is not anything that we should ever have to make an excuse, excuse with if we can help it. And so that's where your preparation comes in, those nine Ps. That's where they really, really help you and help you to secure what it is that you, that you need to execute. And so, of course, making, um, when making phone calls and things like that is very important. If somebody, if, you're, if you have a scheduled phone call with somebody, I usually literally call. If it's at 6 o'clock, if it's at 4 o'clock, I'm literally calling at 4 o'clock on a dot. But that's because I've been sitting there for the last 10 to 15 minute, minutes waiting for the phone call time. So that preparation, of course, you know, how you do one thing is usually how you do everything else. So that preparation, it goes into all of these facets, not just meeting in person, but also making phone calls. And then also when you don't know whether or not you're the one who's supposed to be making the phone call, then you take the initiative and make it happen. You know, and last but definitely not least, you know, being on time helps you to remain consistent. And if you operate your day off of a daily schedule, It's helpful to be on time so that you're accomplishing what you feel you need to so that you're making progress on all of your goals. And like I said, I usually block my days out, uh, you know, doing admin for X amount, doing work and not working out for X amount of time. All of my activities are usually timed out. So when I have, you know, something come up, then I can operate and move it and fit it into my schedule. But there's also and accountability that goes into there. And that allows me to shift and just know, okay, at three o'clock every single day, I don't even have to think about it. I know that I'm supposed to be making phone calls to prospective clients or doing follow-up. I know that for a fact. So that's mastering the time. So it's not just about being on time. It's about mastering and valuing your time as well. You know, because again, that's that only resource that you can't get back. So if you're serious about maximizing your potential and results, Being on time and valuing your time is definitely going to be that top priority. It is time for the final pillar of defining and achieving your personal success. And this pillar, I feel like is very important. I mean, all 10 of the pillars are important, but this one in particular, because this is the one that helps you to continue to evolve and to continue to to rise to new levels. So pillar number 10 is actually sharpen. And the funny thing is our first guest who we had here on the show, the Create Your Life series back in March, I believe, uh, was Mr. Eric Fondren, uh, the CEO of Free ATM. And he said that iron sharpens iron, but if you're not getting sharper, you're rusting. And when he said that, I immediately said, hey man, I'm taking that 
And I will repeat that quote, but it's just, it's so important to continue to sharpen and to sharpen because otherwise you, you begin to get old and dull and you're no longer relevant. And so that's where that consistency uh, on the pillar earlier today, that's where that consistency comes into play, you know? And so I equate sharpening to something that we all must do in every aspect of our life. And also us being a sponge and learning through observation, you know, is a great way to sharpen. You know, of course, action is also a great way as well, but you can learn so much just by sitting around and being around friends. I've personally learned tons from my peers, you know, because I grew up a lot differently than my peers. So a lot of things socially and stuff like that, I've actually learned from hanging around different guys and different gals. And, you know, as a result and some advice from a mentor, I have different peer groups that I spend time with in order to learn different things and improve different aspects of my life. And so four areas that we should be looking to improve ourselves in are, you know, physically, socially, emotionally, uh, mentally, and spiritually. And the personal, the person that you are today should not be the same person that you are in six months from now. And I know that these 10 pillars of defining and achieving your personal success are the tools that will help you to realize where you want to be. Uh, to make your plan to accomplish your goals and also to continue to evolve, to set new goals, to meet them. So it's not just about, you know, understanding who you are. Okay, I have this goal and I want to reach it in the next year. But when you meet that goal, then you have to take it and go another step further. So we want you to continue to evolve. And that's why you have to continue to sharpen it. So that peer group, it might actually, you know, evolve or you might leave a few people behind on your journey to becoming successful. And that's okay. Because you're creating your life. And as you're creating your life and as you're taking it to new heights, you know, you're going to need, uh, you might need fresh blood, but you also need those friends who know you very well to keep you grounded. So I'm very thankful for certain friends that I have who are always uh, lend, lend a, an ear and also a, a good comment or a good suggestion in order for me to stay grounded and stay true to my purpose. So, you know, if we broke down, you know, some of the categories a little bit further, like physical, I believe that eating healthy, it makes a huge difference, you know, and that's cooking meals at home, reducing your fat and sugar and salt intake, you know, eating three servings of fruit and or five servings of vegetables daily, you know, and this also helps us think highly of ourselves, you know, because we have a good personal image and, you know, it also helps with the longevity of our lifespans and also contribute, you know, like drinking lots of water, doing cardio, whether you're hitting the weights or you're just doing uh, running and things like that. But really taking care of your body physically is going to help you. And, you know, stretching also is extremely important. I stretch for about 30 minutes every single morning and also making sure that you rest because I'm always personally, I'm trying to be in the bed. I try to be in the bed by 12 a.m. every night. You know, some nights uh, works out better than others. But of course, you know, that six hours of sleep, you know, it definitely helps me to remain more productive and keeps my performance levels high. And so I also encourage like uh, breaks and naps, you know, where they're needed. So some days if I don't get enough sleep at night, you know, I still want to make sure that I'm sticking to that schedule, being consistent with my schedule on a day-to-day basis. And with that, you know, I want to make sure uh, that I'm also getting some rest in. So I might take a 20-minute power nap, literally 20 minutes. I'll turn on my watch or turn on my timer on my phone. and 20 minutes later, I'm back up. You know, and I think one of the other things is that mental sharpening. You know, you can read, uh, do puzzles or improve your skills by, you know, taking classes or for certifications and things like that. And one of my favorite things to do is, is to take time to think. 
and give yourself an outlook on what it is that you're trying to achieve, what it is that that matters to you, and how you're going to go about doing some things. Because, of course, we want to be consistent, but sometimes some things, after that six months that we've been trying to do something, you know, with that trial and error, we might need to rethink and uh, pivot in the way that we've been doing stuff. So always want to keep that in mind. And it's all also good to unplug. Some days I just turn everything off and just step away from any outside influences and really get into my head. And so when it comes to that social and emotional, you know, um, aspect of sharpening, then it's, that's where your, your peer group is so important. And I contribute a lot of who I am and the new things that I learned to my peer group, as well as to personal uh, research. You know, but my peers, they definitely keep me sharp. And I know when it's time to have those entrepreneurial conversations or, you know, entrepreneurship gets hard and things like that, that's where my friends are coming in. And they're like, no, man, stay the course. Or you might need to look at things, doing things a little bit differently. How can you improve your quality of life? And things like that. And as recently as this week, I had a real uh, in-depth conversation with a really good friend who I call one of my personal advisors. And he told me that, I, you know, I needed to pivot and to do some things differently. And so I'm in the process of evaluating his advice and then moving forward with it. So just because someone gives you advice doesn't mean that it's necessarily for you or that the timing is right. So you definitely have to uh, be open to uh, following your gut instinct, but also to the advice that your friends are giving you, man. Because at the end of the day, as long as it's people who want to see you shine and want to see you at your best, then you're in good company and you're in good hands. And I would say spiritual, spiritual sharpening is very important. And that's spending time in nature. Uh, spending time uh, in meditation or maybe doing art or with uh, music. So many different ways for you to to sharpen yourself spiritually and become more grounded because the better that you know yourself, the easier it becomes for you to create your life because you know that you're walking and living in your purpose. And so again, I want to open up uh, the phone lines for anyone who wants to call in and talk to us uh, about what it is that you know, the 10 pillars of defining and achieving your success have done for them or what their opinions are. And so that being said, the telephone number here at the studio is 212-650-6903. And beautiful people, you know, we've had a blast here today on the uh, Create Your Life series, my 10 pillars of defining and achieving your success, the model. And so I want to do a quick recap with you uh, for those who might be tuning in just now. And I want to tell you just about each pillar. So number one, being yourself, that's where we're getting grounded in understanding what success is to us and what it is that matters. You know, so oftentimes somebody will say, oh, well, to be successful, I need to make X amount and I need to have all of these different things. And that might be what was actually influenced on us from the outside, but it might not necessarily be what it is that mattered to us or certain occupations we were taught that we had to be in order to be looked at as quote unquote successful. And in reality, you know, you might be in med school, but you really want to be a musician. So if you want to be a musician, then I would say follow your gut. You only have one life. And of course, time is a resource that we cannot get back. And then being clear. Being clear is also important because once you're clear, then you can actually go into step number three, which is visualizing. And that's where you're putting together your vision board and you're really understanding and doing and, and seeing what it is that you want. And that's you researching and pulling out uh, pictures and, and articles and things like that and putting them on the board so you can look at that every single day 
and visualize on who it is and what it is that you want to become so that you can maximize your potential and results. And then number four, all of these is funny because they all just flow into each other. So once you visualize and you have all that stuff on your vision board, then you want to research it to see what it actually takes in order to reach this level of success or have those things on your vision board. And then you'll figure out whether or not those are the things that you actually really want. Then once you have that research, number five, pillar number five, you could plan backwards. And so you can say, okay, well, you know what? I want to do this in the next 12 months. So by month six, I need to have this. By month nine, I need to have that. And of course, by the third month, I need to have X, Y, and Z. And then from there, once you have the months, then you can break them down into weeks. And then you can break it down into days. And then you can actually come up with your deliverables. And then once you have a time frame, then you can actually set your goals and milestones from there. And then, of course, while you're on this journey and you have these goals and these milestones and you have this timeline that you're trying to create and that you're trying to execute, you're going to need that thick skin in order to sustain and survive. Because becoming successful and following your personal dreams is not going to be easy, but it is definitely possible. And you, you're hearing it from a man who was sleeping on the train for months and sleeping on people's clothes, I mean, on people's floors and and couches and outside. So I'm telling you that it's definitely possible, but you got to have that thick skin. And then, of course, being consistent. So you're working towards this goal, becoming this better person, and these things on your vision board are your vision consistently. You're not giving up. You have this unquitting desire to become the best that you can be, to create the life that you want. And then, of course, we move into being on time. So whatever opportunities come your way, you want to be there and you want to show up. You want to show up organized. You want to show up ready to take on whichever tasks are thrown up at you, thrown at you. And then also you want to beat out whoever can be, if there's 10 people showing up at 6.30 a.m. for a position or for an opportunity, you want to be the person that showed up at 6, ready to go, because you want to be able to rock and roll, hit the ground running. You don't want to be one of those people who comes in at 6.30 and then you're not ready until 6.45. And then, of course, the last pillar, but definitely not the least, is you want to continue sharpening because when you reach these goals, when you get to that level of success and that vision that you've had and you've created your life up until the point of the age or the, the time frame that you've created, then you want to elevate and move past that. And so, ladies and gentlemen, those are the 10 pillars of defining and achieving your success. And I want you to stick to this plan and you can achieve any goal, any of your goals in due time. And this apply, this process can actually be applied to anything. This is something that I've used for many years now and I continue to rise. But that sharpening piece, that, that pillar number 10, uber important. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to the Create Your Life series today. And we are here to help you maximize your potential and resources live every Sunday, 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. And on our podcast at createyourlifeseries.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, on on Stitcher Radio, please write us a review. Give us a, that five-star rating. Let us know how you feel about us. Or you can hit us up, send us an email to CYLS at LegacyThinkingLabs.com to let us know what it is that you want to hear more of. If there's a subject matter you want us to touch on, we are here for you. Or follow us on Instagram at CYL Series and let us know, you know if you have any comments or any suggestions for us to do things better. Because again, we're here for you, Create Your Life Series family. And of course, always feel free to call in and ask questions. And so if you know anyone, parent or student who is looking to graduate college at minimal cost, we also 
uh, are affiliated with DebtFreeCollegeAcademy.com, which helps students and parents graduate college uh, at minimal cost or for, at, or for free. So please feel free to go to DebtFreeCollegeAcademy.com and sign up for their free uh, $1 million scholarship list as well as that starter kit. So ladies and gentlemen, this is the Create Your Life series. And it's been a plum-pleasing pleasure. Have a good one.